Hey everyone, David Chen here. Listeners probably know that we recently launched a Patreon page at patreon.com slash filmpodcast. It's where you can get episodes of the Slash Filmcast After Dark as well as ad-free episodes. What you're about to hear is an episode of the After Dark we published a couple nights ago on the Patreon feed. We're giving it away for free here on the main feed. Of course, uh, a lot of stuff has happened since Thursday night. Uh, right now it's Saturday morning, and as I'm recording this, uh, Joe Biden has been declared the president-elect by all major news networks. So, uh, yeah, that, that was not known to us at the time that we recorded this, but uh, hopefully you find what we discuss enjoyable and interesting nonetheless. Thanks, and here is the episode. Gentlemen, I spent most of this week watching a darkly comic drama unfold on my television in which the incumbent of a U.S. presidential election seemed to be losing. The prospect of a tie in the Electoral College briefly arose. The president's supporters tried to tell election officials to finish counting the votes before embarrassingly reversing course and trying to stop the vote. And ultimately, much to the surprise of everyone, it ended up hinging on Nevada. But enough about Veep Seasons 4 and 5, gentlemen. Wow. Ooh. Yeah, spoilers yeah. for that, Veep Seasons 4 and 5, which I haven't seen. That's how you knew to correctly pronounce Nevada, right? Yes, that is correct. Yeah, Boom goes yeah. to Dynamite. Um, <laughs> welcome to the Slash Filmcast After Dark, everyone. This is our first After Dark that we are recording uh, you know, for patrons on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash filmpodcast. That's patreon.com slash filmpodcast. We're recording this right now on Thursday uh, November 5th at 7.15 p.m. Pacific time. That's a, uh, it's very important to say it to the minute. Yes, it's yes, really, really important. We're <laughs> about to seconds be, in there. Yeah. We're about to be wildly out of date. Uh-huh. Perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. All signs currently point to the, the prospect that Joe Biden is going to win the election, but a lot could happen between when we're God. recording this Ugh. and when you are going to actually listen to it. Um, but yes, uh, I, I do just want to say a big thank you to our patrons at patreon.com slash film podcast for uh, backing us. And basically, patreon.com slash film podcast is how you are going to be able to get After Darks like this episode uh, long into the future. We are giving After Darks away uh, through the end of the year. But starting in 2021, uh, patreon.com slash film podcast, only way you can get at the After Darks. Uh, and it's, uh, current patrons will be able to get the After Darks first before anyone else. So they will be listening to a version of this podcast that is slightly less outrageously out of date than everyone else. Basically. <laughs> uh, is it so amazing that, to think that there might be a 2021? Guys, just hearing you say it makes me go, <laughs> what, a, what a world. What a world to think of that. Indeed. Uh, f- final thing I want to caveat before we start this is also that uh, we are not politics experts. Uh, this is going to be a raw and it, n- episode. Neither is our president, evidently. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> we are not elections experts. This will be raw uh, in terms of our thoughts and our feelings. Uh, yeah. It may have Our deep knowledge of the West Wing is informing everything here right now. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, the good news it, about the fact that it's an after dark is that no one listens to these. Yes. So, so, I don't so, know if we so can true. say that anymore. Before we had a certain freedom. Now it's like, yeah. Mm. Now uh, people are actually <laughs> people paying pay money. To, yeah, now people are paying money for these. Um, but we uh, thank you so much to our patrons for, for backing us really appreciate it but yeah uh this will be a raw episode it's going to be um uh, you know a lot of emotions and uh it may be uh infuriating to some people maybe infuriating to one of us on the podcast all we can promise you is our real-time reactions to everything that's been happening over the course of the last few days um final thing i want to mention is that uh, jesse from brighton in the united kingdom uh, supplied us some patreon-specific art for the podcast um i realized that when i published um 
the Patreon feed that I use the original Slash Filmcast icon. And if you subscribe to the Patreon feed, it looks like the same as the non-Patreon feed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, Jesse from Brighton in the United Kingdom gave us some cool looking art uh, that will distinguish the feed uh, and it uses Patreon color. So thanks to Jesse from Brighton for that art. We really appreciate it. All right. So, gentlemen, I want to start by asking you, what was your Tuesday night like? Uh, because, you know, I, I had some I had some dreams. I had some hopes sure. and aspirations. I thought, hey, you know what? Maybe we'll just turn in early. Maybe we'll just go to bed early, not watch, you know, just like uh, let it let it roll over us like uh, like uh, New Year's Eve. You know, sometimes I don't stay up till New Year's Eve. Um, ended up broadcasting on Periscope uh, in my yeah, house. You, from you my did living the exact opposite for of that three plan. for three hours, <laughs> uh, and was hoping that uh, we would know uh, we would know at least something by the end of the evening. Of course, uh-huh. we now know that uh, that was not the case. But I'll just say that it was incredibly, incredibly stressful, anxiety-inducing. I don't you, recommend you mean, it for you anyone. You mean to be staring at this thing that you knew was going to cause you stress and anxiety, Dave? That's correct. And then doing That's it live, that was stressful. Oh. This is the yeah, guy that, who that wanted us stressful. to record this that night, yeah. by the way. I, I, I so, yeah, I, I now deeply regret the idea that we might have recorded this After Dark that night because yeah. uh, that would have sucked. That would have been bad. So, how, uh, Jeff, I actually started getting some texts from you pretty early on in the evening. Like, even before I started my broadcast, you were like, I'm already not handling this night well. We barely, Poor even, Jeff. Knew Poor any- Jeff. We barely yeah. even knew anything when you texted me that. Oh, we knew enough. We knew enough. We knew enough. No, I, I think the first numbers came in. I could go back and look at our text, Jeff. But I think the first one from Jeff was just like, I'm done. This is over. <laughs> so, Jeff, what, what was your evening like? Not good, Bob. Uh, <laughs> I think it's not great, Bob, by the uh, way. Oh, whatever. Uh, I can't even get the fucking quote right. Um, it was not great, Bob. It was not... Uh, it, 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 so... In the in the words of the great American philosopher Ted Lasso, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. the hope that kills you, right? Yes, because yes. I had allowed myself, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. despite trying to buffer and insulate myself, knowing what had happened four years ago, and <laughs> and the crushing, the crushing uh, despair of going through something when when all of my expectations were thwarted and trying to buffer myself trying to insulate myself from that same experience nevertheless somehow hope had creeped in that there would be a definite and significant american response to the last four years, that there would some be kind of re- repudia- way, some kind of repudiation, yes. a repudiation, of secure, you know? yeah. a, a clear throated, no, we don't want this. Yep. A, someone that actually would look at, you know, a, a populist that would look not just at the lat at, at the last four years in total. That would be nice. But how about the fact that it it seems to me an irrefutable truth that literally any other human being in the job, uh-huh. there are fewer COVID deaths. Literally any other human. Mitt Romney, uh, John McCain, any previous... Uh, it's George Jeff, w. Jeff, Bush. Jeff Bush. Yeah, Jeff it doesn't Bush. have to be a human, Jeff. Like, it could be, it could be a stuffed yes. animal. It could be an right. animate carbon rod, you yeah. know, because they would actively get in the <laughs> way it, of it, it trying to actively, fix Yeah, they wouldn't yeah. actively flummox beans. the CDC. <laughs> yeah. Anything. Yeah. Let's, just, let's just start naming objects around the room. Uh-huh. I love lamb. Uh-huh. 
Uh. <laughs> yes. The it seems to me to be a a a self-evident irrefutable truth that that he actually has human American lives that he caused to not be here that like there's blood on his hands in a very real way. And I thought in just for that fact, people would be like, man, let's try something else. But no, uh, people saw 220,000 Americans dead and climbing. Uh, and a guy who said, eh, it'll be fine by Easter. No worries. Uh, and let's ignore it. And they went, that's my guy. I want to stick with that guy. Um, uh-huh. And so anyway, I, we all know that this is the case, right? I don't need to retrudge that, but the well, so one thing that's been remarkable to watch kind of some of the coverage over the last few days is seeing people get interviewed about this topic, and they ask like, "Oh, how do you think President Trump's handling the COVID uh, situation?" They're like, "Oh, I think he's doing a good job." Doing, you know, he's it, he can't he can't help that there's a pandemic. Right. He can't help that there's a Chinese virus. There is um, there is some bizarre yeah. narrative that has been formed that this was going to happen no matter who was there. And it is, it flies in the face of all facts. It flies in the face of all historical record over the last eight months. But that is not new for this, this world that we're in. This is the world that we're in where narrative, I don't want to say Trump's narrative beats uh, truth. It, it is, it is. And and, and the, the these guy narratives is a massive narrative manipulator. I feel like that's that's yes. the key to understanding. He sets a narrative, and he's doing it yeah, now because, with these. Yeah, recounts. guys, I live I, I live out here. I'm I'm in Georgia now. I'm not in New York anymore. And I I talk to my neighbors, and they're all very nice people. But I talk to people, and they're like, "Oh, I don't I don't think this virus is going to be that big of a deal." And they were saying this to me in July, in August, after after everything we had gone through, uh, we had passed a hundred thousand deaths. When? I think by then, as I recall, but things were pretty bad. It was pretty bad for anybody who's like paying attention to the news. But I do think, especially like outside of New York and like, you know, the the blue states, like a lot of people do not, they don't watch the same news. They, a lot of them get their information from one source, which is likely Fox News, which is basically state run media or at least or has the, been. Yeah. The other source, which is Facebook. Or Facebook yeah. or, yeah. or yeah, Trump's – like whatever Trump is saying, like amplified, by the time it gets filtered down to them, it doesn't seem like there's much that's wrong. And I can't as, – as somebody saying this, I can't like just start to deconstruct everything, right? I can't be like, well, I mean th- th- there are all these facts here. It doesn't matter what's true. What matters is what they feel is emotionally true. And I think he is, he is just great. He's a sociopath who's great at manipulating that. That's something we're going to have to watch out for. Maybe a little in the future. Yeah, I mean, the there's so many di- so many directions we can take this conversation, and there's so many things I would love to talk about with you guys. I mean, I, I don't want to derail from talking about the election because that's what we're here to talk about. But I I have so many thoughts about COVID, and mm-hmm. I, I I and my my wife and I have had conversations lately where we turn to each other and we say, "Are we the crazy ones? Are we the crazy ones? Mm-hmm. Everyone we know." is resuming their lives, uh, letting their kids go back to school, uh, meeting, hanging out, doing people. And then we see yesterday, a hundred thousand cases in, a, in a, which is a new record. Yeah, I, I don't, yep. I don't understand. I don't, you know, and you know, we're looking at what our holiday plans are going to be. And 
I have family that wants to get together and I are, am I the insane one saying this is a bad idea? Am I the, am I the crazy one in, in a Just, sea of blue yeah, where yeah, I yeah. live in California with people who are like-minded, they still hanging out, going to soccer games with their kids. Uh, the park where I live uh, now is back open and there's little league playing with kids with no masks on. And like mm -hmm. my kids haven't left the house in months and have no social life. And am I doing more harm to them by not letting them interact with other kids? Am I literally at a very important stage of their social development? Am I causing real long-term problems that, that are, they're going to have a hard time overcoming because we're locked away and the only people they see are my wife and myself. It's, I, I, again, I don't want to derail the conversation because I know we're here to talk about the election, but it's kind of all wrapped up in my head in the same yeah. way. It's like, it's like, I don't know. I'm in this country where I'm in my own silo too, man. I, I'm, I will admit it. I'm in my own silo. I walked into Tuesday night thinking, He's up by 15 points. He's up by 10 points, right. whatever it is. Yep. He's, we could have 380 electoral college vote. You know, it, it could be a, this massive repudiation. It could be this blue wave. We could take the Senate and everything. And that was my echo chamber, right? That was my echo yeah. chamber reinforcing my biases. And I got smacked in the face. And that's why Tuesday night was so depressing so immediately because it felt like 2016 all over again, where you go in and you're like, highest of hopes, feeling like the country has its head squarely on its shoulders, and you realize we are so deeply divided that there is nothing that can happen that will break that tribalism. Nothing. 220,000 Americans died, and half of the country is like, oh, yup. It's it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We're gonna keep in our tribe and vote for our tribe. And I get everybody that has said since then, oh, you know, Biden has, has gotten more votes than any president since FDR. This is not a bad thing, yada, yada, yada. And we, it may end up being a good thing. It is to me the fact that Trump got more votes in 2020 than he got in 2016. Yep. is a devastating fact. A because devastating he's good. He is good commentary. at what he does. That is that is the entire problem, right? And I feel like that's he's good at whipping up people. He's good at fostering identity for people who maybe feel like their identities have been uh, over overshadowed by the black and brown and you know people who are um, you know people who normally don't have a voice now all of a sudden are speaking up and doing things and. It's that identity that he's really shaped and he's really sold. Yeah, they, By the they, way, they, if, get, they get something out of it. They get something yeah, yeah, out yeah. of it, which is this belonging, a sense of identity. And it's mm -hmm. it's really, really meaningful. It can't be. But I think, I think that say, is a part of it. I don't think that's yeah, the yeah. whole story. I honestly, I, I, I do think that's a part of it. And it's not an insignificant part of it. But I think that is the, that's the cult side. I think there are, the thing that shocks me and put me in, uh, I thought he's got that 30, 35% of the country that is the cult, that is rock solid, that will never leave him. And I thought that's that's why we're gonna get a blue wave because that's all he's got. He just feeds those people. He's never worked a moment to expand that coalition. 
Right. But he reinforces those people's sense of identity. And I'm totally on that page. But I always viewed that as being a very solid, scary, but solid minority of the country, right? Not half the country. But what I do believe, I believe the gap between that 30, 35% and the 49.9% that we're seeing, that gap is the people that just do not get the truth. They are never seeing the truth. They are only seeing, like like my in-laws, right? These are people that I do not believe actually get any rub from the identity politics side. What they do believe is that their taxes are going to go up. They believe- It's all part of it, Jeff. Like that, that's, that's my main argument, right? Because why I, I, saw, I saw your text coming in and I wasn't freaking out as much as you just because maybe I read different things, but there was a lot of chatter going on about like, hey, guys, mail-in voting, a ton of Democrats mailed in their ballots. Those will not be counted for a very long time. So watch out for the red mirage, as it were. Yeah. And that was yeah. like a turn. But my point yeah. is the that, media, yeah. my, my yeah. point is that I, 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 I know intellectually that that's the case. We've seen, we're seeing it play out in real time now. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. I was hope, what I allowed myself to hope. <laughs> you want the end of the Avengers. Yeah. That, yeah, that there literally would not be a red mirage because there are enough yeah. people yeah. who just said, this is unacceptable. Like, this is just unacceptable. And like, I, and, and what I, I honestly believe is that there is a a huge segment of the American public that for 60, 80 years have been given a narrative about what the two tribes are. And they believe that the blue tribe wants to take their money away. And they believe that the red tribe will protect them. Mm-hmm. And that's all that it is. It is literally, it doesn't matter who the guy in the red tribe is. It just is. I, I, I really honestly believe that's the case, that, that there is nothing that the red tribe guy can do that's bad enough to sway some of those people that just aren't getting the truth. Like they're just not getting the fact that, oh, you know, Biden, I, I told my, my mother-in-law, like, you don't make over $400,000 a year. Your taxes yeah, aren't going to go yeah. up. But that is not, that is not a- f- I could, Jeff. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not I could. It's that that, that point mm-hmm. didn't permeate into the bubble of information that she lives in, yeah. right? And I'll cop to the fact that I have my own bubble. I'm not I'm impervious to this. But I think I think media literacy and the, the Facebookification of the world- is the issue, is the issue. And it is only gonna get worse. And th- it isn't Trump that's that's necessarily even the problem. It's He's the symptom. And I don't know how we get out of it because we're only getting further siloed by our the way we get information. I, I, mean, I, have, yeah. many, I have many thoughts. Uh, I'll, I'll, let me chime in with a couple. First of all, Jeff, uh, number one, you are not crazy. Um, I, you're, you're doing your best as a father in this country. And I just want to reinforce that, uh, you know, you're, you're making some really challenging trade-offs right now and there's no right answer to what you're doing. Um, but there's nothing wrong with what you're doing because you're, you're saying you're, you're, you're prioritizing safety. And I think that's, that's completely normal. Um, there's a lot of people out there that are like you, that are like me, who feel like 
whoa, am I am I the one taking crazy pills? Am, like why why is everyone else resuming life as normal? Yeah. Um, but we are not crazy. Uh, this is a real threat. Yesterday we had over one hundred seventeen thousand cases. That's over one new case every second in the United States, and uh, it, it, it's. You know, not everyone has the privilege of being able to work from home and and so on and so forth. So I acknowledge that, right? There's people who can't work from home um, or can't like uh, isolate, you know, but um, for those who can, uh, I think it's a completely reasonable decision. So let me just start because I I think there's a lot of people listening out there right now that are in the same situation as you. Mm -hmm. They're wondering, like, am I doing the right thing? And I'm here to say, yes, yes. And it's it's a it's a reasonable decision what you're making. It's a reasonable especially set of especially right. now as things get more and more yes. dangerous because yes. it'll only get worse right now. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, and especially I appreciate when it be- that, but I, I don't I don't know if the answer is that clear. I, I, I really don't. I agree. I, I agree because you like as you said, like your kids are developing right now, and it is you know um, there are consequences to to social isolation as well. So it's I, I don't think there's any right answer, but I think you are at least considering the correct things. Okay. Um, so I just want to acknowledge that. I, I agree it. with you, Jeff. I'm in the same boat when it comes to crushing disappointment that six over 69 million people voted for Donald Trump this year. And more people voted for him this year than last year, uh, than last election. And, you know, I, was, I, I wasn't hoping for like, oh, blowout, like Joe Biden destroys. But I was hoping that it would be decisive enough that we wouldn't be talking three days later. And it's still not finished yet. You right? were hoping and, for a light also, spanking, a light spanking, not a, <laughs> yeah. not a win. Yeah. And, and also, yeah. and also the fact that like, like any who, other Tuesday night in the chat yeah. household, a <laughs> light spanking. And who knows what uh, what other like shenanigans they'll get up to in the next you know day or two? Like all, all kinds. Mm-hmm. Like you already see that, the disinformation spreading on Fox and on all, all the on social platforms. I I'm think not, shenanigans is not harsh enough a word, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Travis mockeries, you know whatever. You yeah, want to I mean, I I'm worried. I'm still worried about violence. I truly am. Correct. I mean, thus far, it seems like the violence has been limited, and we we don't know. We don't know. But that, that was certainly something that we were really worried about. And by the way, throw that onto the pile, Jeff, of things that people worried about. There, the Daily did a really great podcast recently where they interviewed people from like both sides of the aisle, and both sides are terrified of each other. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. The like both like however scared you are of them, they're scared of you the same amount. Yeah. No. The, um, the so, Antifa uh, are yeah. coming for your you know exactly. freedom. Exactly. People yeah. are terrified that like Antifa is going to take to the like if Trump won, that Antifa is going to take the streets and like storm your house and murder your and wife and burn kids. down your neighborhood. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. It. Exactly. Yeah. So so anyway, um, I guess. I was in the same boat as you. Like I was hoping, oh, he he doesn't have to crush Trump, but just make it decisive enough that there's yeah, going to be yeah. no shenanigans. And we didn't get that, and that was very very sad and depressing and disappointing. When when those returns started rolling in, uh, it was and particularly when Florida went fairly early on in the night. Yeah, right? we like yeah. Florida went for Trump fairly early on in the night, and it's just like early enough on oh, that there was there was no doubt, and it was like yes. not close. And and I was like, well, we may not get. Florida, but at least he, you know it'll be. A, and there's like right. Florida Trump, and I was like, maybe oh, it's going to be another bad. recount situation. You know, yeah. <laughs> like that went so well, and it's like, no, nope, yeah. it's not even going to be close enough for that. So it's like, yeah. so uh, yeah. Um, also, also depressing is just you know this whole situation reveals how broken the electoral college system is. Uh, pre- uh, Vice President Joe Biden has received more votes in this presidential election than any other person in human history, and we are still debating whether or not he's going to win. 
He's he's up by several million votes. It's ultimately going to come down to maybe like less than ten thousand votes in Georgia. I, I don't know how many more times the electoral right college has to <laughs> bite us for us to for something to happen. You know, yeah, yeah. but I, I th- there are people for whom that's a feature, not a bug. Yep. Right? That's yep. that's that is why for some I do not subscribe to this line of thinking, but there are the people that I engage in that conversation with that are reasonable. Uh, come back to me and say, that's the point, right? That is the point that you don't, you don't just uh, have a election in California and New York, you know, and, and a few other places. Like that's, that's the point is that it is supposed to empower people. Now, I don't believe that. I think that is well, what do you What do you mean it's supposed to empower people? It is supposed well, to empower states and and people in rural yeah, areas. It was and, meant to empower the slaveholding states. Yeah, so, it was yeah, meant to it, empower the slaveholding states. It, 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 it has yeah. racist origins and continues to uh, buttress the power of the people, you know, that are enacting racist policies. So I, I think I think it has retained its it has retained its function over the last two seconds. It's entirely the point. Yeah. Yes, but but that said, first of all, we we have to acknowledge that as we're speaking right now. President Trump's lead in Georgia has dwindled down to single-digit thousands in, 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 right now. It's going to come a... down to the Hardwar family move. <laughs> it's yeah. literally going to come down it, to it Devendra. Not, I yeah, will take it personally, yes. It's not I an will. exaggeration to say that Devendra Hardwar may play a significant percentage role two votes. in swinging we this election votes, baby. for Joe Biden. That is not an exaggeration. I'm no. 100% serious. But here's the thing, guys. I've talked to... A lot of people from California, from New York, from Massachusetts who've moved down here uh, because things are cheaper and they can still do their work. And it is that. It is like this migration into into red states, making them purple. And I didn't think we'd see an impact so quickly. And I'm definitely not going to take any credit for this. Like it is all the major work here is Stacey Abrams. Stacey Abrams. Yeah. And the major work like who had her governor run stolen from her blatantly by the current governor and um, took that, took her campaign funds, took like, took all that rage and channeled it into, you know, fair fight, which is her organization. That's all about improving voter access, getting people to turn out. And I think that is, that's the thing that we're seeing happening in action here in Georgia. And we need this more, like in more places in the country for sure. A couple of other thoughts uh, that I had reacting to the events the last few days. First of all, um, the president has spoken twice in the last few days, Uh, once the night of the election, once today at a news conference. Both times chilling. Mm -hmm. Chilling, (laughs) chilling. It's very dictator-esque, but also we should add quite sad. Um, I think Anderson Cooper compared him to a uh, like an obese turtle flailing about in the sun, you know, like just a good quote. We don't we don't need to start fat shaming, but it is fair enough. I I think like to see him actually go full throat, you know, to tear into what he actually thinks of this. Anderson Cooper is broken. I think think is anybody angry? Is anybody able to differentiate between a fat turtle and a skinny turtle? Because I can't question. It's a good Mm -hmm. question. But but I think that. I, I I do think it is in fact like extremely damaging what he's doing. Mm-hmm. It's dangerous everything that the president is saying, and um, we will not know the consequences of it probably for days, if not weeks. Like who knows what kind of violence or terrible behavior he will incite. His at the son, same time, his yeah, son at the same- tweeted out that you know we should go to total war with the yeah. people that are trying to steal our election. Those exact words were: we need to start a total war. 
This is not at, something that is ambiguous. At the same time, here are some things I'm seeing that are really encouraging, uh, even beautiful. First of all, it's incredible to see the work of the poll workers around the country. Like they're just, mm -hmm. despite everything that's going on, the president weighing against, weighing in against them on Twitter, and people like showing up at the site and scaring them off. Everyone is just keeping calm and carrying on, and uh, it's inspiring to see like everyone just like they're just counting the votes. We're counting the votes, and it doesn't matter what anyone outside yeah. this building is saying. We're just counting the votes because every vote must be counted. And I have to say, I find that a little bit inspiring. Um, yeah. just all we can like, do, America, all they can do, is do the work, and the work yeah. is what will save us. Yeah, they're just doing the work, and it's so great to compare this to like Joe Biden. Joe Biden is not saying I won, bitches. He's just saying, you know what? We're going to count the votes, and we're going to see stay what calm. happens. He's and saying, stay calm. He's saying, stay Imagine calm. It's, that. it's amazing. It's amazing. Okay, so that's one thing. And the other thing that's been interesting to see is uh, the coming kind of internecine warfare in the GOP, you know, Fox News, <laughs> uh, very uh, decisively called Arizona for Trump, which I, I think is a call that has not even been replicated in other like as I look at the New York I, I, Times, AP hasn't. It. But I do recall in 2016, uh, Fox also made some calls for Clinton before others too. Like they, right, right. So, they're not like fully ideologically tied, at least when it comes to the election counter. Yeah, yeah, else, yeah. Sure. But yeah, but just seeing like and Mitch McConnell, Mitch McConnell has said we got to count every vote, got to count every vote. And it's like, wow, you're see. I think like because he are knows he's going to gonna be around this. after yeah. this. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you're you're seeing some people starting to turn on the president and. Uh, it's because I think they smell the stench of death, you know, not to mention pretty hard to uh, speak out against an election that kind of could yeah. keep them in power. You know what I mean? It, it's so sort it's of like, like the end of The Lion King when uh, Scar is just like there and he's surrounded by the hyenas. And it's like, you know what happens, kids? Uh, <laughs> you know what yeah, happens, yeah I know. So, so that's kind of like, OK, OK, mm -hmm. uh, that's, uh, you know, I'm watching this and I'm being kind of kind of encouraged by this. The New York Post did a headline today that was like about how Trump is in a really, uh, here's the headline on the newyorkpost.com right now, mypost.com. Downcast Trump makes baseless election fraud claims in White House address. Amazing. That is the the yeah, Murdoch-owned yeah. New York Post right now. Yeah, The New I York Times like finally said uh, lies in a headline. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. It took yeah. four years, but amazing. Yeah. I liked what uh, Jake Tapper said about the the things that Trump said in his second address, which were which was the ranting of the, conspiracy is that i mean of course logic bears no relevance to any of this for the audience to whom he's speaking but just looking at it on its face the idea that the democrats would have this vast conspiracy to mess with the vote count and yet choose not to take the senate or make gain sure we any lose house a, make sure we lose some house seats too Listen, while it, we're, it can't be it. too obvious okay we <laughs> right. gotta Got to lose a little. The, the Russians go, really did us a solid by uh, losing those house seats for the Democrats. We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna go through all <laughs> the effort to take it from Trump, <laughs> but give it to Mitch McConnell so that Biden can't do anything uh, his <laughs> four years. That's just brilliant strategy complete, by the Democrats. It's complete nonsense. What's you know? It's just it makes absolutely no. It doesn't even stand up under cursory examination. So, right. uh, it, anyway, speaking. But of here's things the thing, Dave. Oh, on, go ahead. On, sorry. Uh, He's not ever at any point going to concede. There will be no oh, moment yeah. in his yeah. lifetime where he will ever utter the words, I lost. He will never, ever, ever to his dying breath admit that he was 
outvoted in this election. So we are, I believe, absolutely going to be dealing with a president, a sitting president in January, who, if he, if, if he actually loses this election, will have to be removed. Mm-hmm. By the and military. Then, yeah. I, they will I actually guess. have to escort maybe, him out. Maybe. Like, this is, there there is couple... no universe where he, I mean, he may yeah, leave yeah. willingly. He may leave, yeah. he may leave without fighting back. He may not have to actually be, you know, forcibly removed by the military. He may walk out, but he will never yeah. admit, admit that, defeat. Yeah. Admit defeat. He will to his dying day claim that this was fraud, rigged, and stolen. And that 30 to 35% that is the cult will believe him. And that is a problem for our democracy. That is a major problem. He is going to start a TV network. Like he is going to start the worst Fox news. Like that was the plan before 2016. So yeah. I don't know how, whether or not he walks out of that place uh, of his own accord, I don't see a path out of this predicament without violence. Not necessarily by him, but th- there are people who will be will believe that what they are witnessing is an active coup against the man who is telling them there is an active coup in in progress, and they will feel that it is their duty, as you know, many of them have in the past, and all of them who do are lauded by that community. Uh, you know, the the kid, what is his name? White White House. What was his name? What, um, was the kid that Wittenhouse, excuse me, um, lauded for standing up to tyranny, right? Mm-hmm. To, to, to arm themselves and take matters into their own hands. I don't want to be alarmist, but I don't, I do not see a path forward where that does not happen. I mean, it's certainly alarmist, but that, that is, Hey, we've already seen this violence. We've seen Trump supporters try to run a Biden bus, you know, off the road, even if they were like, even if they were just like dicking around, even though for shits and giggles, um, it's it's still, you know, violence with the vehicle. We've seen uh, a plot to, to kidnap a, a plot governor. to kidnap yeah. a governor. Yeah. And he totally he didn't even like break a sweat supporting them. So, yeah. It's it's been bad. It's going to be bad. I mostly hope that, um, you know, our future leaders are OK, because I don't want we have a whole new generation of leaders coming up. We have uh, we have Kamala Harris. We have AOC. We have uh, Stacey Abrams. And I want them to to be able to, like, do the work and get to, you know, get to solve what they can. A freaking another elected official just on the steps. Was it of the Senate? just started yelling and cursing at AOC a couple weeks ago. You know, decorum is gone. So I'm worried about violence. I'm worried about what it could mean for those people too. Uh, Because listen, assassination attempts aren't off the table from these people. Like that's what's going to escalate to. So I'm afraid of that. I'm not afraid of like, you know, uh, bands of people trying to cause violence or something because it may happen, but I think like enough, we have enough to kind of stop that. But who knows how far it'll go. That's what really scares me. You know, because yeah, when, these, I, well, we when, also, when it gets bottled up, it's going to be dangerous. Another, another result from this election is that we have at least one active and proud QAnon supporter elected to yeah, Congress. In Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Actually, I think it's two uh, at this point, right? Re- real but, mixed bag. Real mixed bag with Georgia there. Um, I mean, it's, <laughs> but it's let me, the story of let America. Me, yeah. yeah, indeed. Indeed. I mean, 
I agree with you, Jeff. I think that one of the things that we're facing is regard, and I, I don't remember if we talked about this before, but, but like regardless of what the outcome of the election is, um, we're we're all stuck with each other. You know, um, yes. like er- everyone yes. in this country needs to live together, and uh, we all fear each other. Um, some of us hate each other, and there it, there is no sense to me that like oh the majority of people like feel one way or another i mean the majority of people do feel one way in the sense that you know uh biden won the popular vote and there's yes, more people yes. who believe in you know are are, are with the democrats are against trump than than vice versa but i just mean that like the idea that trumpism might go away right or that th- th- this oh this is going to be the, the republic republican party clearly repudiating clear like sends a sign that like they're not they're no longer believe in trumpism or what he stands for that didn't happen right it didn't happen that um th- that repudiation never came and so now we are going to have to deal with it we're going to have to live with it and that's really uh kind of the future we're looking at yeah, I, um, I, I i applaud you for saying that dave because i've been saying the whole we need to live with each other thing for a while and I am consistently shouted down as a quote, toxic centrist. And it's a term I loathe. Uh, And I, part of me, while he was never my first, second or third choice, part of me believes that Biden could end up being this wonderful blessing in that he, he genuinely believes that politics is about reaching across the aisle. Like, I believe that that is in that man's DNA. He's from a different time. And he believes that what you do in politics is you figure out ways to come together and compromise. And I think that is what this country needs on a very fundamental level. Uh, Just to be clear, I I was not saying that, but yeah. yeah. I I think that it's a little, after after all of this, Jeff, after these past four (laughs) years, after this goddamn, you know, after the Republicans sold their souls, to the devil and continue to do it and support the lies and everything. I see the need to be like, oh, we're going to be the better people and we're going to reach across the aisle. The other aisle has fucking QAnon conspiracy holders. Like, I don't want to reach across the aisle to that. So I do. It's going to be complicated. We certainly will have to live with each other. But also large portions of this country do not live with each other. Large portions of this country live with like within themselves. I'm not just talking about a blue bubble. I'm talking about like, you know, the states that aren't very populous where it's not super diverse, where it is mostly white folks. And even states like Georgia, where large pockets of this state are just weird. And like you, the Ku Klux Klan are just there. And it's a thing. It's a regular thing. And people support it. And even if they're not walking around with robes. They tacitly, I look at next next door and see what people are talking about, and it's it's all the same bullshit. So we do need to come together as a country, and eventually we will need to reach across the aisle. And I'm hoping like there is a new generation of young Republicans who maybe aren't as stained with this and supporting all all of this as I'm waving my hand. Um, I'm hoping that's what we can reach towards because when we're saying half the country supports Trump, it's half the voting country. Right. Like that is there's a large number of people who aren't aren't of voting age and who are coming, you know, coming into things and will be a major force in the next few elections. And I think really the future rests in their hands as the younger generations are going to fix things, because I think the old generation GOP fucked it up. They they pitched they picked the worst money horse, you know, so (laughs) I I just don't believe that the the younger generation is 
in your on your side as much as you think they are. What we do now is generally yeah, the younger folks are like it skews more progressive, even if it's like Republicans. And there has been a lot of reporting around young Republicans who aren't just like actively was it this American Life or Radio Lab like profiled a kid who's just like a Republican environmentalist. And he felt so alone because he was trying to come up with, you know, market supporting reasons for why we should be trying to go green and trying to like, you know, move away from fossil fuels. And yeah, it got to a point where like, you know, maybe he can't call himself a Republican anymore, but that's, listen, we got to have our hope somewhere, you know, like I, yeah. I feel like I don't want hope to be a kryptonite. That is a thing that I'm looking forward to because I don't think you can reach across the aisle to a lot of this old generation and work together because they, they have ruined everything. They, you know, they got in the way of much of what Obama wanted to do and then complained when he didn't accomplish, like didn't do as much as maybe he initially wanted. You know, they broke all the rules of decorum with Trump. They stole several Supreme Court seats. Like I don't being the good person and reaching across the aisle is I, I don't know how many times people have to stab us in the face before we have <laughs> but, to be like, yeah, but no, you, but you can't say we have to live together and then in the same breath say, as long as they agree with me. No, uh, sorry. No, so just not to be clear, when I say, yeah, when I say yeah. we have to live with each other, I wasn't saying, therefore we must reach across the aisle. Uh, what I mean is that this existential threat that, you know, uh, white supremacy poses and all the other things that the GOP represents right now must be, uh, dealt with in some way yes and i i don't mean uh i don't necessarily mean reaching across the aisle is the best way to do it so anyway um i i, I want to ask you guys by the way we, we talked about the movie boy state a few few months ago and it was actually re like about this topic as well and mm -hmm. we had very different reactions to it uh in terms of how hopeful we found it but one thing that it did reveal is that there's a lot of people um of the younger generation that aren't progressive um, and that was something that Roxana, our, our guest, yeah. indicated in her review. It's like the dream that like the next generation is going to save us. Uh, mixed bag, mixed bag. Right. Mixed well, bag. That, but, there but is anyway. a machine. There is a machine that is catering them to to one sort of belief. So yeah, right, that is right. certainly the thing. Um, but yeah. by the way, I, I think I sound a little ominous when I said it must be dealt with, and I don't want to. I don't want to sound too <laughs> ominous. I just want to say that like I, I'm not sure exactly what is the best way to deal with it, but it, but in my opinion, um. We might not have had 69 million white supremacists, uh, you know, in the country, but we had 69 million people in the country who were okay with white supremacy. Totally fine. With who it. were okay? Well, with it wasn't misogyny, a deal breaker you know? for white. Yeah, it, it wasn't, wasn't a deal, deal breaker. breaker. Wasn't a deal breaker. Exactly. I agree, and, that and that's is, a problem. That's a yep, problem. But yep. to to say, well, we we are, we are all going to have to live together, and we are, and it really is 49.9 percent of the the people for whom. It wasn't a deal breaker because they viewed the alternative as worse. Yeah. I, I Listen, I don't agree with that. I'm not defending that position, but I think we need to fucking understand it. And we can't just say, well, you're wrong and you have to agree with me. And that's how we live together. We actually have to understand it. And I think that there is a lot of stuff that our side did wrong. I think the phrase defund the police was a, a horrible error. The worst stupidest thing we anybody could have ever uttered was the phrase defund the police we all know what that meant we all understood that You're it didn't saying from mean, a marketing perspective it yes was a bad, it is I mean, fucking it was a, marketing okay. dude it is marketing yep. it, it is uh, we're in america it's all marketing and that's what we started this whole conversation talking about is that the one thing trump knows how to fucking do is market yes. 
And yeah. so, let me ask you guys this question. Let me ask you guys this question. Let me ask you this because um, I know you got to go see Jeff. Is I, I I once heard the phrase that having a kid, you kind of give up your ability to be a pessimist. That's this is something I I, I heard from one of my wife's friends. And <laughs> it, it, as it's the too, it's too devastating to it's too devastating a a, a notion to be a pessimist. It, it yeah, would be hard and, to and, exist. Yeah, but it but means it means you literally created a human only to ruin their lives, <laughs> right? As as you know, this week rolled on. You know, I, I felt like our 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 typical circumstances were like. Jeff, you're, Jeff is usually like the cheerful one. I'm usually the one that like hates life, you know, on the podcast. And I found myself being in the in the person in the role of like the encourager, the hope, the hopeful person, you know, being like, hey, yes, if um, Biden does become president, which at this point we still don't know, anything could happen, but it, it's looking like it's at least a possibility still. If yep. Biden becomes president. There's actually tons of good things that are going to happen as a result of that, in my opinion, or at least tons of bad things that won't. Hopefully. Who knows? Who knows? But it's like basic things like uh, somebody who believes in science helping us to deal with the pandemic. No more arbitrary decisions uh, on the international stage that make us look bad and yeah. alienate our allies. You know, like all these things that will happen because yeah. we no, have no more presidenting by tweet. No That'd more president. Nice. Yeah, no, no more like yeah, getting your blood pressure up every time this guy tweets. Like, the, just a lot of things that are good to be to come of that. But like, I was throwing all this at you via text this week, Jeff, and you, it seemed to just bounce off you like bullets off of Superman. That said, you seem like you're, you're in in better spirits today. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm misreading. But I guess I wanted to check in as we wrap up here and see like, what is your level of optimism or pessimism in the future? Are you optimistic now? You know, how are you feeling overall now as as we look towards the next few months? Jeff, why don't we start? I, th I think the read that you've outlined just now is, the, it, and what you were getting from me, is that I viewed this election as having two great dangers. I was going to say evils, but I'm trying to be a little kinder to the other side. The first is Donald Trump, and the second is Mitch McConnell. And whatever squeaker victory we may gain against Donald Trump, I think will be a big deal in a lot of ways and will be one I will celebrate if and when that time comes. Down in the deepest part of my soul, I will be relieved as, as, as we all are, I'm sure. But we did not defeat that second danger. We didn't thwart it and it is still as potent as ever. And I do believe that Mitch McConnell, as he has done in the past, will make it his mission to allow nothing to be accomplished. Uh, and that is what I was responding to, that no matter what happens with this squeaker victory, A, we're looking at a country that is much more divided than even I thought. I knew we were, but I, I really thought that it was a solid minority uh, of, of the country. It was this 30 to 35% that just fucking solid for him. But it's not that, right? It, it's, a, it's a bigger deal than that. So that depressed so, me, that realization. Right. Can I just chime in a little yeah, here too? Because, I, I also yeah. want to react, but you go first, yeah. Devendra. Yeah. Let me just say, like, as we were, as we were dealing with Tuesday night, I was neck deep in work. You know, I was pounding. I've been writing since Friday. 
for the goddamn Xbox Series X review, which you can now read at Engadget.com. I watched the real the video most review. important great, great thing. Review. Yeah, the great real review, most yeah. important thing. Yeah. But I was working to the bone with that, so I was able to like kept, you know look up and see like where the election was. And I, it, things did not look good at first, but we knew that there was a ton of mail-in voting. We knew like the, more things would be counted. We didn't have all the information. I'm certainly worried about Mitch McConnell and everything, but you know, at this point, yeah, it, it looks pretty confident that Biden has this lock. There, there are things we can look at where even if we don't take the Senate completely, and hey, there, there are other, there are still certain chances, like the the Austin election. Yeah, you, get to, you get to vote off. again. Yeah, yep. <laughs> I voted gets for it, to man. save democracy again. Yeah. So listen. Uh, yeah, just listen to me, please. Um, I don't think all is lost, and that's the main thing because yeah, we're we're used to like not being able to get as much done in the sense as we can, but there's there's certainly a lot a Biden presidency could do. There is a shit ton a Kamala Harris vice presidency will do for young girls of color who see her in that role in that spot and we're seeing biden lean towards more progressive ideals too like he he is not my third fourth choice as president but he is a guy who has done a great job of listening to the people who are further left of him and at least announcing major plans like what was it the multi-trillion dollar environmental plan which we need because we're which all going to die. <laughs> which yeah, we'll never all... pass with Mitch McConnell. <laughs> well, c- 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 so a couple thoughts, Jeff. Yeah, two thoughts. Number one is don't start from defeat. That's yeah, all don't, that. yeah, don't start from defeat. Number one is like the the course of human history is not a straight line. It is often often it can be defined as a pendulum. And I remember when. Um, Biden, oh, I'm sorry, not Biden, Obama won. It's like, oh my gosh, the GOP yeah. is fucking ruined. finished. They're like, forget, like, and we had control of like all the three branches of government. It's like, these guys are fucking done, man. There's no way they're coming back. And then uh, when Trump happened, and it's like, not only did Trump win, but like uh, the GOP won all, like both houses of Congress. It's like, holy shit, like it is over for democrats it is over for democracy there's no way we're ever pulling back from the brink from this history is a pendulum and uh we humans take steps forward we take four steps forward three steps back we make progress people claw it back it's just the way that it's always gone and so like i i don't like i just don't share that defeatist attitude which is really weird to hear coming out of my mouth by the way i I cannot like the reason for that jeff i let let me just say i cannot uh, i'm sort of like you in that i cannot just exist in a state of pessimism i may sound more pessimistic than you normally jeff but i i exist in a state of skeptical optimism i'll say you know like i i will vet things and make sure like before i get super excited about something but i will i will make sure i won't like get my hopes up too much but it is hard to be a parent right now and not like hope for the future of this country. But also it's hard to look at everything that's happened and not be like, okay, I got to, you know, pull up my sleeves and do what I can to fix yeah. it. Because I yeah. can look at the Senate. I could look at Mitch McConnell and say all is lost and just give the fuck up. But what we have to do is do the work like the poll workers are doing. And let me leave you guys with this because I think there are a lot of pieces just even at this point, like halfway through this goddamn uh, wherever we are uh, of an election, like we're midway through everything. It hopefully looks like it's we're kind through. of, yeah, hopefully. Who knows how far it's going to go. I do think Roxane Gay's piece, This is America, in the New York yeah. Times op-ed section is worth a read because it's short, but I think it really encapsulates 
what I am feeling too, because I feel like my faith in this country was shattered over the past couple of years. But she, you know, she discusses that and also discusses like her understanding of why and why one side who's trying to just make life better for everybody, you know, have equal rights for people, have give women bodily autonomy, like just support people. And then uh, the other half of the country wants to exist in this point where it's white supremacy at all costs. And I think that's a thing worth considering because Jeff, I'm sure you don't think of that of your in-laws, but you trace the root of what a lot of what people are saying. And it's weird how it always just comes back to that. So I think that is the work. There are a lot, there's a lot of things we can do as individuals to help this democracy and shape this country into something better. I feel like over the past four years, I was certainly pushed. I I was considered myself a liberal. I'm more progressive than ever. I wouldn't like, I'm, I'm not like a freaking, uh, what's the what's the podcast like i'm not a freaking like one of those leftists that just feel like completely radical and oh, insane uh, sometimes. Chapo trap house i think you're i'm not to. a chapo leftist but i'm like i want to fight for this country my parents gave up everything they had to come here and to build a better life for me and for you know for us and my brother and i'm paying it forward for my child all we can do is fight and i think the urge to fight is the thing we have to latch on to now so that's all. That's all I'm saying because I feel like you got to you got to take this rise. So I hope everybody who's felt maybe disempowered, who's felt like they couldn't make a difference, you volunteer. There's so much you could have done. I've been text banking. I've been doing a whole bunch of stuff to support Democratic nominees for the past couple of months and it's it's there. You could do it from the comfort of your home. Take power within yourself and look, look at what's going to happen in Georgia. I don't know if it's going to go blue. But it's goddamn close. And a lot of that has come down to people just doing the work. So that's my main takeaway here. Yeah, I, I, I 100% agree. Really well put, Devendra. I 100% agree. And the second point I was just going to make was that there are many people who have faced much more considerable odds than we face right now yeah. and who did not give up, you know? And uh, people I, I, like... I don't, I, don't, I don't want anyone to come away thinking that I, my position is that we should give up that, that, that is a corner. I would rather you not put me in, please. Okay. Okay. That's, that's, that's a fair point. Um, but anyway, just that, yeah, there's people who have faced much more considerable odds than us and, um, and have continued to press on and continue to have optimism. Uh, this Roxanne Gay piece is a good one. I'll link to it in the show notes. Um, but yeah. Uh, okay. So Jeff, uh, we, 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 hit on, we, have... we hit on the, uh, the reason that you heard me say what I said is we hit on the one issue that I think is, is for me the most important, and that is climate change. And you can say, I, I agree with you 100% on the pendulum swinging back and forth. I believe that, and I think it's self-evident if you look at history. My response would be, tick-tock, tick-tock. That's how I feel. I don't think we have the luxury of time to allow pendulums to swing. I think we are in an existential crisis. I mean, we and are. Yes. Yeah. And, no, we, and, and we, we, nothing, nothing will be done about it for the next four years. And well, that, that, that that's hurts again, my heart. again, Jeff, <laughs> like that's what you're saying. Nothing's like, I'm, I'm not putting you in a corner here, but you keep saying that nothing can happen. Yeah. That, I'm that, saying a lot a can fa- happen. Yeah. A lot can happen. Not even in four years, in two years. Um, so yeah, uh, not, not trying to put you in a corner, but a, midterms are going to be just yeah. as important as this yep. election for yep. sure. Agreed. Agreed. Plus, we still have Georgia runoff potentially to look forward to. So yeah. there's a lot to potentially to look forward to in the next three months. Anyway, 
Um, Jeff, I'll, I'll give you the last word. My question originally for you was about like your sense of optimism and what, what, where it's at right now. So, you know, you, you've made those points, like where are you landing right now? I mean, I, I, I don't disagree with, uh, a, a lot of what you guys have said. Um, I, I, I kind of disagree fundamentally with your assessment of the nation, but it's a different podcast. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I hope that Biden pulls this out. I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic that that will happen. I, I, at this point starting to allow myself to believe it will. And I do think that will have significant impact on our national psyche, if nothing else, just to sort of, I think a relaxation, I hope of just not having to be at DEFCON 5 all day, all the time. <laughs> um, and so I, I hope that happens. And, and I, I want to, I, obviously, there's no part of me that would ever stop fighting as a father, as a human being. You know, I, I, I have seriously considered leaving the country, but that doesn't mean I would ever stop fighting for the things that I believe in. Um, it, it, I want to be optimistic. I don't think there's much actual evidence for optimism uh, in, in a sort of empirical sense, but I do, I do think that that's the only option I have. I have, I'm a father of two and I want to leave them a better world than I inherited. So uh, that's all we can do is, is hope, you know, all we can do is uh, continue to, to do everything that we can and try to make the world a better place. I espouse that. I believe it. Um, I want to make the world a better place and, uh, I will, I will continue to try with every breath in my body. All right. I think we can leave it there. Uh, wherever you are in the country right now, we hope you are staying safe this week. Again, a big thanks to our patrons at patreon.com slash film podcast for making this after dark possible. Uh, we hope this has helped you in some way to listen to our wild, uh, unhinged rantings tonight. Um, but uh, I, I will say it's been good to talk this out with you gentlemen. I appreciate you guys, um, what you yeah. guys are doing right now, Strap what you guys in, are folks. thinking about. Even if we don't always agree, uh, even tonight on this podcast, um, appreciate hearing from you guys. And strap in, it's going to be an eventful next few months. Um, so again, be safe, be healthy. And thanks for supporting us. Yep. We'll talk again very soon.